This is Bloomberg Business Week from Bloomberg Radio. I'm Carol Master, along with Bloomberg's Paul Sweeney. Welcome to the Bloomberg Business Week Extra. It's our weekly podcast bringing you one of our favorite conversations from our daily radio show. And that included this guest who understands the fast food space big time. We're talking about Clifford Hudson, former chairman and CEO of Oklahoma-based Sonic Drive-In and Sonic Corporation. He spent several decades at the company, and from 1995 to 2018, he was the CEO. He's got a new book out. It's called Master of None, How a Jack-of-All-Trades Can Still Reach the Top. Man, I gotta say, his path to CEO, not exactly a planned one. And he shares some of that story and his thoughts also on today's leaders with Bloomberg's Paul Sweeney and me. I think at times, both in small ways and big ways, I can actually refocus better by having some variety in my day, some variety in my life, and uh, doing other things that are quite contrast to the core uh, responsibilities I carried all those years. I think it actually makes me a more productive person the subtitle of the book, I think, is pretty critical here, How a Jack of All Trades Can Still Reach the Top. Um, I didn't study business. I didn't study business in undergraduate or graduate school. I granted studied some business law, uh, but never really saw myself going into business in a full-time way, nor running a company like I ultimately did. So it was a, a little coincidental. In some ways, you could even say a bit of an accidental CEO. Mm-hmm. But uh, there is a chapter in the book that says, just say yes. And, in fact, over about a four-year four, four year period, I guess, yes, it was, it was three-year period, from 92 to 95, each time I had a job uh, opportunity to move up in the company, um, I, there was a lot of training, a lot of risk associated with it, et cetera. But each time I just said yes, and then one day at a board meeting, the CEO said he had a new job. The board turned to me and said, you want to be CEO? And I was CEO <laughs> for 23 years. Wow. So. Hey, Cliff, who, who, who do you think would benefit will benefit most from your book. Did you have any kind of level of employee in mind as you were writing it? Well, I think, it. first of all, I think it, uh, the topic can have broad general appeal. Uh, I wrote the book because I felt like there were a number of good stories that I could tell from my uh, time period in the job. But I also wrote it uh, because I think my the, the leadership, I mean, if there is a expertise I developed throughout my life, it, it was leadership skills. And I thought being able to tell a number of people that story of the development of those is a, a good story and one that people could appreciate. Perhaps particularly younger people earlier in their careers in this kind of a displacement period with the pandemic, um, people earlier in their careers might find particularly enjo- particular enjoyment from it. But I also think a mid-career person is kind of saying, you know, how should I be, you know, framing my outlook on this and should I just bury my head in deeper in what I'm doing? Uh, I th- so I think, uh, uh, you know, maybe it's self-serving, but I think everybody could enjoy the book. How's that? So I love your chapter names, and I've just been kind of perusing the book. You've got one that says, your and matters more than your what. What do you mean by that? Well, good question. Uh, I, the, the very idea about variety and looking out, you got to keep your head focused in a lot of ways, but in order to uh, evolve your career and evolve your your uh, your professional capabilities, your skill sets, you also have to be looking out. One of the ways to be to think about doing that is even within an enterprise that you, where you're employed or if you own and operate it, um, there generally are going to be business opportunities within opportunities. So, in other words, your what, in a way, is what you're working on today. 
you know, what do you do when someone asks you that question? What do you do? You know? mm-hmm. But at the same time, wherever it is you're working, whatever it is you're doing or an enterprise you're operating, there really is uh, a new business and a new enterprise that's often an extension of, of what you're doing. At Sonic, we had that experience. I talk about this in different ways in the book. But one of them was uh, we viewed ourselves basically as a hamburger chain 30 years ago. And that was most of our business, hamburger drinks and, and side orders. But the fact is we had an ice cream machine in every store. And once we simply shifted our thinking about that, developed a program, began marketing it, it really took off. My, my suspicion today is that Sonic does something in excess of $500 million in ice cream. Jeez. And, it's, and, <laughs> and it's ice cream and drink, it's ice cream and drink business uh, uh, generally is probably more on the order of uh, uh, 1.5 to $2 billion in sales. So it's an yeah. enormous part of the business that wasn't promoted 30 years ago. And all I want right now, Cliff, is like an ice cream sundae. So thank you very <laughs> yeah. much because I am starving. I am starving. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. good stuff. Yeah. So interesting, you know, Cliff, uh, being in, in a leadership role at a you know, major company, uh, I'm sure you learned a few things. How, when you think about leadership, you know, what are the key key pillars for you, and are there any leaders that you learn from? Well, uh, so key pillars, I think, in terms of uh, leading a group, um, uh, and I'm going to state these in this order, but they they're they're equal weighted. Uh, one is, I think, you a leader needs to have you know a passion for the mission of the organization. And uh, if the mission, if the leader doesn't have passion, then, you know, things are going to, uh, you're going to have trouble. But uh, the leader needs to have passion for the mission of the organization, and the leader needs to have compassion for the people within the organization. And if the leader, if the leader doesn't care about those people and want them to be successful, those people are going to see through that. And they're going to be less loyal. They're gonna, not going to stay around as long. They're not going to work as hard to be as committed. I think these are two pillars. Uh, that are critical uh, for leaders in virtually any position. Well, okay. I'm going to go there. I'm probably going to get yelled at. But we have uh, a commander-in-chief that doesn't seem to have a lot of compassion for what's going on in our country. I am just curious, you know, and that's not me. I think if you read and you talk to people, there is certainly that feeling. But I, I do wonder what you make of leadership today, especially at a time of crisis and what we say are, you know, dual pandemics between the health crisis and then also uh, racism and the injustices there in terms of inequalities. Yeah. Well, these are these are critical and important issues. Um, uh, uh, well, they should say it's just they're critical issues for our country. And, and they're not new issues, obviously. The idea, um, particularly as to your latter point, the equality, uh, critical thing for our country and its culture. Um, uh, traditionally, in business, a dominant position, we look at boards and CEO positions now still, dominant, dominated by white males. Mm-hmm. The, the problem, problem when that's the case is you're excluding, you know, pick a number, but roughly you're excluding, you know, three-quarters of the population, which means you're excluding the talent. Of three quarters of the population, so that that's just a hurdle. We we I, you know we I think many of us thought we were getting over, but uh, maybe maybe we, we got some things we still have to work through as a as a country and a culture uh, to recognize we need a big tent. We need everybody under that tent and moving the same direction. Uh, 
uh, as it relates to our leader, um, uh, so something uh, that uh, you'd see on my website, but you don't see on the book. <clears throat> I did um, I did serve in the Clinton administration in a part-time position, and uh, and uh, that's kind of been my those have been my stripes all my voting life. Uh, so I, I think that uh, people need to believe that their leader uh, once again has that their best interest at heart and compassion, you know, for their lives, you know, for their daily lives. And and when they don't feel that way, then the gap that opens up there is not gonna it's not gonna be healthy for an enterprise. Not gonna be healthy for a country. Yeah. And ultimately, it results in some changes in leadership. When you look at leaders that are out there, who do you admire? Or who do you admire, in, you know, in the past in terms of leaders? Well, uh, on a, uh, a variety of fronts, uh, um, that's, an, that's an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always been, a, I've always enjoyed um, uh, biographical um, reading. You know, I've always enjoyed the history. And, um, and, and so as I look back at... Uh, uh, leaders in the United States. I mean, it's very easy to look at, at, you know, coming out of World War II because that was such an extraordinary period of time, and look at the leadership that FDR provided to us um, through the war. Look at the leadership that Eisenhower provided to us as a military figure, but then also as a political figure coming out of the war. Um, things started getting a little, you know, thin uh, in some ways once you get. Uh, 60s, 70s, uh, 80s. Um, I think uh, 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 it's a little more challenging. Uh, I, I think the style of leadership that Barack Obama brought to the the country, um, his his uh, integrity, the way he communicated with us, uh, I, I have no doubt that he cared enormously for seeing the United, United States continue to progress, succeed. Uh, a wonderful style of leadership that he brought you know, to the country. That was Clifford Hudson, former chairman and CEO of Oklahoma-based Sonic Drive-In and Sonic Corporation. Spent a long time at the company. He's got a new book out, Master of None, How a Jack of All Trades Can Still Reach the Top. It's a great story and a great read. All right, you've been listening to Bloomberg Business Week Extra. Be sure to listen to Bloomberg Business Week Radio, airing live Monday through Friday at 2 p.m. Wall Street time on Bloomberg Radio. I'm Carol Masser, along with Bloomberg's Paul Sweeney. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg.